the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Good, good. Summertime almost over. You took a couple weeks off. Hopefully you're refreshed, but did you miss anything, or what was the big <laughs> news that crashed when you were gone? Yeah, well, I guess you could say you, you crashed upward as far as the stock market was concerned, but... Um, you know, I didn't feel like I missed anything. When I got back, I heard that, uh, you know, uh, basically Eurozone GDP growth was about flat. Uh, Japan's GDP contracted considerably in the second quarter. That was not surprising after the big first quarter gain, but nonetheless, uh, averaging the two out, you don't have a lot there. Um, and the U.S. just keeps kind of plugging along here. Um, and then, of course, in the face of all that, you had this S&P 500 climbed a new record high. <laughs> So uh, it really was kind of more of the same, and you saw that same push-pull dynamic on the geopolitical front. Just before I left for vacation, the uh, you know there's a threat of a Russian invasion into Ukraine, and then lo and behold, um, just when I just before I, I checked out of the office, there was a headline indicating that you know Russia pulled back its troops from the borders, and then it was off to the races from from there. So and we've seen that really continue this that you know, on-again, off-again type of dynamic as it relates to the Russia-Ukraine situation for, for months now. And and uh, the market just ran with it, as it's been doing for a while, because uh, it reacts favorably when it sees that worst-case scenarios are not unfolding. With that said, while you were away, or since we last talked, the S&P 500 hit 2,000. It seems to be holding it okay. Um, the big number is something that my news director at in my channel at my television station, he's fascinated by. He's like, "Come talk about 2,000, or come talk about Dow 17,000." Yeah. I'm like, "It's just a number, and I'm kind of jaded by it." But what's your opinion on the big round numbers? Um, you know, I think they they do uh, wonders for investor confidence. Um, you know, uh, it's nice to see a rising stock market, and you cross those thresholds, and it's noted as a you know crossing them on the way up anyway. <laughs> seen yep. as a real sign of progress and, and improvement and uh you know and that's a that's a good thing um you know uh, technically i mean they they don't mean anything specifically you just have to look at you know what the underlying earnings power is and uh, in that respect we've gotten some good fundamental news uh the second quarter earnings reports were 
we're better than expected, much better than expected. It looks like we're going to exit that quarter with uh, 10% plus EPS growth for the S&P 500, which is which is quite good. Um, and uh, and then you, you pair that in again with the persistence of low interest rates and uh, and low inflation, and that's in large part, uh, along with the Fed's zero interest rate policy, why the stock market continues to hold up very well in the face of some uh, headlines from time to time on the economic front that don't look great and from headlines on the geopolitical front from time to time that don't sound all that great either. With that said, if you were to – there's a lot of media headlines out there saying, you know, uh, it's like the dot-com bubble but with better valuations. Everything seems to be melting up. Are you concerned or more on the apathetic side or somewhere in between? Well, you know, probably the hardest thing to do is, is really divorce oneself emotionally from the market. I mean, it's it's if you look at the fundamental forces I just laid out, uh, earnings growth 10% plus, uh, you have a 10-year note yield that's below 2.4%, and you have an inflation rate that's under 2%. And um, those are good things. Um, you have an economy and a labor market that does appear to be improving. Uh, and so... Sure, you know, you've had a market that has run um, almost in a straight line higher for, for a long time now. And, you know, it's not a going out on any limb for any market analyst to say that we're due for a pullback, right? And everyone's waiting for this so-called 10% correction. Um, I don't know why everyone's fixed on the 10% number, but they're waiting for a big sell-off. And, uh, and that's, I guess, understandable when things have been so good for so long. Uh, there's a you know, a sense of angst that builds that something bad is about to happen or is bound to happen, and it could, um, but it will likely be driven by some type of exogenous force that's outside of the central bank's control, um, and it won't likely come to fruition if the U.S. economy is not entering a recession. So uh, you're probably going to have this market that moves in some fits and starts here as it adjusts to the reality that the Fed's uh, interest rate policy is, is on the verge or certainly entering a window where it's going to become less accommodative than it has been over the last five years or so. Um, but, I, you know, the way I look at it, I think the, the U.S. stock market seems to be in a happy medium right now, right? Uh, it, it continues to love the idea of interest rates at the zero bound, but it's also adjusting, it seems, to uh, the possibility that interest rates might go up at the hand of the Federal Reserve because the economy is improving. And if the economy is improving, earnings prospects should continue to improve. And so it's it's kind of just sort of going right up the middle of those two lines of thinking right now and, and sustaining itself at these higher highs. Uh, and it has enough fundamental justification for doing that right now, we think. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. I start my day reading his page one each and every day at briefing.com, but there's so many services there, you could kind of get lost in it. Um, one of the big headlines today, Mr. O'Hare, is Warren Buffett entering into the tax-free debate, helping to back Burger King's acquisition of Tim Hortons. Burger King is basically, in theory, it looks like they're going to change their corporate headquarters to Tim Hortons Canada. And um, the Facebook page on Burger King is just getting shredded. Uh, Americans are like, I'll never eat at your restaurant again, and you're made great in America, now you're selling out, and... Um, where the tax fray, you know, getting into this debate, it's it's complicated because I understand it. Like when I retire, I'll probably move to a more tax friendly state. I get it. 
and corporations are defined as people as well, so I get why they're moving. What's your thoughts on how this plays out? Yeah, well, uh, I didn't see the Facebook page, but what you're alluding to, I mean, it's, it's probably true to form that really you have a, uh, a loud vocal minority uh, probably making a real fuss over the issue. And, and you and I have talked about this before, Rob, and, and my position on it was that while it, it doesn't sound great, there's nothing illegal about it, right? I think it's just a reflection of a bad tax law. Uh, that needs to be reworked if, in fact, uh, you know, there is, uh, you know, if Congress is uh, as up in arms about it as everyone's led to believe, then they should rewrite the tax policy, and then, co- you know, companies are going to have to, you know, readjust to that. But as things stand right now, um, you know, they're acting in the best interest of their shareholders, frankly, uh, and they're aiming to boost profitability by lowering their tax burden and they have a loophole for doing that through these tax inversions. Uh, and, and until that is closed, um, you're likely to continue to hear about it. Uh, but I guess, you know, when you, when you move to change something, um, there's got to be, you know, an initial uproar to get it on everyone's you know, radar, so to speak. And uh, it seems with, uh, you know, U.S. corporate profitability, being so great right now and so much cash on the balance sheets and uh, workers not exactly seeing a lot of benefit from that in terms of real income growth, um, you're going to continue to hear this kind of loud outcry against companies that uh, are, are aiming to, uh, uh, to do these tax inversions uh, to boost profitability, particularly if they're not returning that increased profit back to employees. But um, uh, you know, again, though, I just the, my perspective is that it, it's there's nothing illegal about it, uh, and corporate managers have a you know primary uh, job to boost shareholder value, and that's what they will continue to do if the opportunity presents itself. As I like to do in the last couple of minutes of the segment, kind of give you the form, anything that you're working on that you want to tell us about, get some insights. Maybe I skipped a topic that you find crushingly important. Yeah, well, you know, I found it uh, looking from afar on vacation, just seeing this continued drop in the sovereign bond yields in the euro area. Um, you know, you have them at, at record lows. I mean, multi-century lows, which is just incredible. And, of course, you have Mario Draghi out there now alluding to the possibility that there be some type of, of quantitative easing program implemented in the in the eurozone. Uh, and one of the things I might be exploring in, in the big picture column that I write uh, will be the idea of, you know, what you know? What would a quantitative easing program really do for the euro area? Um, I frankly am of the mindset that it's not likely to do much, um, other than drive up asset values to um, higher levels than they probably should otherwise be, uh, and that could have those so-called unintended consequences down the road. But uh, we're seeing in the response in European bourses that they clearly like the idea that uh, the ECB is entertaining the possibility of going down the same road the Fed has gone down, which in turn has certainly helped drive the U.S. stock market considerably higher off of its 2009 lows. Which has made me happy, but are you implying that this quantitative easing that Europe might undergo would be not effective? Was it effective in the United States? Right. Well, it's probably going to be a case of where you're going to need to do that type of judgment retroactively. Uh, so okay. anecdotally, um, I think that you know we can say that you know if you have a Fed balance sheet that's over four trillion dollars and we're still looking at you know two percent GDP growth and we've had you know one quarter recently of negative GDP growth, um, it's it's not all that 
uplifting, okay. if you will. Thanks very much. Welcome back. It's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com, independent live market analysis of the United States International Equity Markets, and so much more. Briefing.com is an investor's friend of data. Lots of, lots of news and data. Take a break. Be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 